0: Welcome to 30 Brave Minutes, a podcast of the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of North Carolina at Pembroke. The 30 Brave Minutes, will give you something interesting to think about. I'm Richard Gay, Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences. With me is Dr. Joanna Hersey, Associate Dean of Student Success in Breakthrough. We're coming to you today from our offices in the Oxford Night Building. We're joined today by Professor Stephen Singletary, who's joining us from Huntsville, Alabama, where he and the UNCP rocket team are visiting with NASA. Get ready for 30 great So Stephen, please introduce yourself to the group and tell us what you're doing there in Huntsville.
1: So I'm Dr. Stephen Singletary. I'm a member of the chemistry and physics department, and I'm the advisor for the UNCP rocket team. And we are in Huntsville, Alabama this week, competing in NASA's undergraduate student launch initiative. So it's our first time that UNCP's ever been here, so we're having a lot of fun, learning a lot of stuff, and we're going to be launching rockets here shortly. That's
0: absolutely wonderful, and I understand this program has been so popular among the students that we now have two teams.
1: Correct. The rocket team was actually started several years ago by Dr. Jose Derruda, and we competed for many years in the First Nations launch competition, which we still do. But last year, when we went, we won several awards. We won the altitude award, which was being closest to your predicted altitude. We were third place overall in the competition. And when we came back and people learned we had a rocket team and that we were competitive, we started out the year with enough people that I, I was able to stand up two teams. And now we're going to two competitions this year. So we're going back to First Nations, but this is our first time at the big undergraduate launch competition here in Huntsville. We've got people from all over the country. There are teams from the West Coast, Puerto Rico, the Northeast. We're competing against the Naval Academy, West Point, NC State is here, University of Alabama is here, Caltech is here. I mean, this is we're 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 punching with the heavyweights here for this competition so, excellent I don't know if the kids are, but I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm sure you've prepared them well. I know they've been uh, putting a lot of work behind this, and I think participating is a success in itself there. Tell us about what happens
1: at a competition for a rocket team so the The competition, and there are a lot of these different types of competitions, they're called design competitions, and they're usually focused on um, schools that have engineering departments or or, um, engineering colleges and schools. And there will be some kind of challenge that is put out, and then you have to go through a some cases nine-month, year-long challenge to see who can come up with the best solution. It's kind of like the X Prize, if you remember the X Prizes from from years ago. But for this competition, basically you start out with your challenge, in this case from NASA. And so our challenge this year was to launch a rocket. It had to, it could not go above 6,000 feet, had to exceed 4,000 feet, so we have a window. You have to safely recover your rocket. And then there was an additional payload challenge, which we weren't required to do this year because it was our first year. We're in what's called the liftoff division. Next year, if we compete, we will have to do the payload challenge and that gets a lot more complicated. But the way the challenge works is at the beginning of the academic year, NASA posts the requirements. And then throughout the year, the team has to submit design reports, preliminary design reports, um, milestone reports, and then they have to go through presentations. So there was a design report presentation and and they were scored on these. And the reason for doing this is this design challenge perfectly mimics what the students would be doing in an engineering company, say, if they work for... General Dynamics or Northrop Grumman and they're building a new aircraft or a new rocket or a new spacecraft. These are all the steps that they would go through in industry. So it's really preparing the next generation of scientists and engineers to enter the workforce to keep moving us forward.
0: That's outstanding.
1: Yeah, it's been quite the learning experience for the students because up until this point they just know they have homework and they have tests every so often and this is like now we're transitioning them here's what it's going to be like in the real world I and mean, they they got a good lesson in that yesterday we've got a an unofficial tour of Huntsville is after one of our safety inspections, it turns out one of our parts wasn't exactly what they wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and so we spent several hours yesterday driving around looking for a forged eyeball rather than a bent eyeball, which is what we had, but what was so worthwhile with that is earlier that day one of our keynote speakers from Northrop Grumman went through the life of an engineer. These are the types of things that you're going to have to do and one of her points was there's always going to be something you don't see coming that you're going to have to prepare for that you're going to have to scramble to fix and so as we're driving around trying to find directions to the tractor supply I look around and I say, like, hey, you remember what the lady from Northrop Grumman told us this morning? Guess what? We're living it right now. And so don't think this is anything that we did wrong or that you're not going to have to do this again. You know, this is just how the process goes. Yeah. And actually, I have an extra eyeball here. We bought two <laughs> just, just, in we just in case we need to Just in case.
0: Well, those are the type of problem-solving skills that are transferable to any, any career or, or uh, living your daily life. So it's, it's great that uh, the students have an mentor like yourself to help point out that this really is a success. Don't get discouraged. This is a learning opportunity here, and we're going to pull this off and have a great launch. So kudos to you and the team for finding that bolt in time
1: for the competition. Yeah, so we're cleared to launch. So we're, they successfully navigated that yesterday.
0: Excellent. And we're speaking with you before the launch, right? You're launching tomorrow. Um, that will be on uh, April the 15th in the in the morning, and it's going to be live streamed, right? So I uh, hope everyone will be able to see this. It'll be live streamed on Facebook, which means it'll be archived, if I understand correctly. And so even though this podcast will be out after the event has concluded, they will be able to watch the launch
1: with, with the team, right? Correct. And it's also on Marshall Space Flight Center's YouTube page. So I think they will have it archived as well. Wonderful. I hope they're all wearing UNCP t-shirts for the event. I made sure to tell them that before we left. Make sure you have your your UNCP stuff on. It actually paid off last night. They had a student mixer and they were wearing their UNCP shirts. And the NC State team came over to introduce themselves. And so they got a chance to, to talk. And one of our team captains this year is actually in the 3-plus-2 program. He'll be at state next year, so he's already got his foot in the door to join their team next year.
0: Excellent. Those networking opportunities are invaluable at all stages of life. And it's great to see that our students are, are making those connections with future colleagues that hopefully will last a lifetime for them. Now, I know that while you're in Huntsville, you're able to do a little bit more than compete in this important competition. So, can you tell us a little bit more about what
1: uh, the team and yourself have been up to? Uh, So, this morning, we were actually invited to breakfast uh, by Sheila Cummings. She's the founder and CEO of Cummings Aerospace. They have facilities here in Huntsville, um, Tampa, Florida, Tucson, Arizona, they're a large engineering company. They have a focus on engineering, mostly with government contracts. She hosted us for breakfast. We got to tour her facility. We got a chance to talk to all of their engineers. Met one of my former students who is now down here working for her. So give a shout out to Ryan Locklear. He was one of our applied physics graduates, and he's, he's now working down here in Huntsville and it it was great the team had all kinds of questions the best part for me was watching the engineers there they immediately started putting their hands on the rocket asking questions and quizzing the team and it, it looked like a design team working together talking the way they were getting into it and It was hard for me because I just had to step back instead of getting in there with them because I really wanted to, but I just stepped back and let the kids handle it and just watched them, and they did really good. I'm I'm impressed with not only how much knowledge the team has uploaded to themselves this year, but how they've been able to tell other people about what they're doing and just interact on that personal level with members outside their team. So that was really cool. And they have an awesome facility down here. On a side note, I was talking with some of their design engineers and their manufacturing personnel. And we've already got three or four projects that we're going to do in collaborations with them to use our equipment, our 3D printers and their 3D printers to do some comparisons, see how they work. They're going to help me like get some of the students down here for internships. So it, it was a really good meeting.
0: Excellent. It's where learning gets personal. Stephen, I really admire the the work you're doing with our students and uh, uh, with the Rocket team and uh, with your work with the 3D printing on campus as well.
2: So, Stephen, our listeners will have been able to listen to you speak if they caught our April episode this year, which we dedicated to the 3D printing on campus. And in that episode, you mentioned that you all were 3D printing some of these parts for the Rocket. Will you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, several of the parts, like with the design challenges, it's not just where you can buy a kit, build the kit, and launch the kit. The, you have to do modifications, and there are ways you can do it using what I would call the old school methods, but you need a lot of um, equipment to do it, milling machines, lathes, um, all types of stuff. But 3D printing allows you to do the same thing much faster and much cheaper. And the more important part at this point is that 3D printing is becoming so embedded in the manufacturing process that anybody who's graduating with any type of STEM degree that wants to go into one of those fields, if they don't know how to 3D print, they're going to be at a disadvantage. And our visit to Cummings Aerospace this morning really brought that home because everything that they're doing, they're 3D printing. So I spent a lot of time with their manufacturing techs and their, their engineers, and they were showing me their 3d printers. They brought out some of their new products. They were all 3d printed and the kids on the rocket team were like, Oh, and they were asking appropriate questions. Like, what did you print this on? How did, what were your print settings? I mean, what kind of material? And so they were able to converse with them on the level that you would expect at like if you're working in the field so it just makes me be happy to see that they're learning everything that i wanted them to learn and that we're moving in the right direction by teaching these kids all about 3d printing
2: can you paint a picture of who are the members of this team what are their majors what do you know about them
1: so i'll start out by saying that the team is open to any uncp student we take any and all majors Um, this year we've got them split into two competition teams. Um, our travel team to Alabama has 14 members, two are applied physics majors. One's a biology major and one's a finance major. And it turns out he's the one who's been getting all of the attention from the companies. We went to Cummings Aerospace this morning and he said finance, everybody wanted to talk to him.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: like. Engineers don't realize that we have to pay for the stuff that we play with at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it's been eye-opening for him. He made a comment uh, this morning. He's like, yeah, usually when I go somewhere no one wants to talk to me, but at this meeting Northrop Brumman was really interested in talking to him. Cummings was interested in talking to him. So any and all majors are welcome in our travel team to our other competition to first nations, is all of our, they're all applied physics majors. And we span, I think our youngest, we have a sophomore and we've got several seniors, a couple of juniors. So we're, we're all over the place. So it's good for me. I've got a core of students coming back next year that can help train the people who are coming behind them. And they have some of the basic information already, already on board. So yeah, it's, it's a good cross section. I would love to have some more art majors come over because painting and the design some of the designs that i have seen on these rockets i will have to take pictures but they're works of art in their own right just just the the designs that they have on.
2: Can you talk about the logo design that was a feature of the First Nations launch last year? I believe where they made the patch, the seal. Can you talk about that history?
1: So the First Nations launch, there's usually a lot of sub competitions within the main competition. So there's a patch design contest at First Nations, where any any team member can enter it, but it's an individual um, competition. And last year we had a student design. I thought it was the winner. It was a wonderful patch. We even got an email back from the organizer asking her to make a couple of changes, like so if we were to sew this patch, you could change it. So I'm thinking, oh, we, we won this. Turns out she didn't win. Another another patch won that. But each year now we've got people who want to enter these patch competitions. And so it was actually our student who's the finance major came up with our logo this year, which I'm I'm going to adopt as our team logo going forward. Uh, He did a really good job of taking the university logo with a rocket launching from over old Maine and he just brought all of the the university's logo elements in the the rocket team elements in and it's wonderful. Hopefully we can put up a a picture of it or a jpeg of it. But we had stickers made. Thank you for helping us get those. We've been passing them out. People love them. Oh, I'm uh, so glad. We've yeah. got uh, we've got one on each rocket this year, so the logos are going to actually fly. So there's more to this than just engineering. And I think that's what a lot of the kids are realizing because throughout the competition, they had to put together the budget for the rocket. They had to figure out how much the travel is going to cost. And so, of course, our finance guy was all over this part. Mm -hmm. Um, But teamwork, time management, things that we don't really have a class for, um, these are the things that they're really hard earning that I think's gonna really help.
0: This is Chancellor Rodney Cummings and I want to thank you for listening to Thirty Brave minutes Our faculty and students provide expertise in driving our reasons all. Our commitment to something small has never really been stronger through our teaching, our research. I want to encourage you to consider making a tax deductible contribution to the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of North Carolina at Denver. With your help, we will continue our impact for generations to come. You can donate online at UNCC.com. Thanks again for listening. Now back to me. Stephen, if a student wanted to join the team,
1: uh, how could they go about doing that? Right now, they would just have to send me an email and contact me, but I'm beginning to work more with admissions, and hopefully I'm trying to get up with our orientation crew to start working with them as we're bringing new students in to let the student body as a whole know that we have this opportunity that anyone can participate in. So right now, it's just send me an email and block out the time on your calendar because it's it's a commitment a lot of the kids are finding this out too. I mean, it's long nights, sometimes austere conditions when we have to go launch and it's cold, we still have to go get the data. Uh, Sometimes you're going to be facing challenges you didn't know you were going to face, but they're all fun. I think everyone here, they finally made it here. There was a lot of grumbling getting here, but as we've sat through all of these presentations from our keynote speakers and everything else, they're like, and I wish I could come back next year. And like our sophomores are already thinking about what we're going to do next year. So say, have anyone who's interested, just send me an email. We'll, we'll get you hooked up with the team.
0: Stephen, I know that there are lots of skills and lots of different uh, types of presentations that the students have to do. You mentioned earlier that it's more than just designing and launching a rocket. So could, could you talk a little bit more about the different types of skills and presentations that the students have to do
1: over the course of this uh, experience? Sure. And honestly, um, I think that's one of the hardest things that all of the team members have had to learn to do is standing up in front of a body of people that know what they're talking about and then explain what they're doing and then have to answer questions at each Step in, and actually in both competitions, in the undergraduate launch initiative and in the First Nations launch competition, after every milestone report, there's a presentation that they have to do. So they have to prep a PowerPoint. They have to prep their, their presentation of the PowerPoint. They deliver it, and they're delivering it to NASA engineers, Raytheon engineers, Northrop Grumman engineers. And then they get questions and they have to explain, well, why did you choose this way to do this? I mean, what's the rationale for doing this? And that has been the hardest thing to get the students ready for. They're just not ready to talk and or talk to people. The hard one comes at the competitions because then they have to stand up in front of the people and give like to a live audience, and the entire audience has participated in this whole process so they know what's been going on and so seeing the students you know swallow their fear and actually do it because sometimes like i don't know if we can do it i don't i don't want to do it like look if you don't do it we're automatically disqualified and so you'll see them they take a deep breath and they stand up there and they do it um Couple of years ago, I think the team, when Dr. Duelling brought it to First Nations, they took third place for the oral presentation. So and there's so there's a, a prize for whoever does the best oral presentation. So, so that's probably the hardest thing for the students to accomplish. And again, it's one of those skills that we normally don't focus on when, when we're teaching a class. We're presenting all day, every day, but the students just sit there and take in the information. They work problems. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to figure out how to give them more practice on. So thankfully, we've, we've had a very robust outreach effort this year. We're sending the team out to talk to community groups. We're sending them out to middle schools, elementary schools. And so they're getting practice speaking in front of people. And again, it's one of those things that when they get a job in the industry, they have to present their work to their bosses. They have to justify that this is worth spending resources on to accomplish whatever goal it is that they're working on. So it's something they're going to need. And so hopefully this is this is prepping them for success when they get to wherever they, they end up.
0: I'm sure it's certainly giving them an advantage that others may not have had. And I also would say that it's very good to help nurture and grow the next generation of students and engineers, right? Exposing middle schools and high schools to the opportunities that, that await them, it's
1: really a great thing. So life's a process, right? Yeah, yeah. And we keep hearing that same message. Every speaker who works at NASA, they somewhere in their presentation, they... They make sure to say that their job is to inspire the next generation, because we're we're planning we're going to be landing on the moon probably around 2024. Their plans are to go to Mars by 2034. I hope I'm around for that. But you know, at some point, the people who are sitting in that middle school class they're the ones who are going to be boots on the ground. And so it's it's fun to be part of the process
0: absolutely and honestly it's it's really an honor to uh, watch you contribute to that process Thank you. Too, so
1: well i appreciate it if it wasn't for all of the help we get from you guys and all the support that we get we wouldn't be able to do it so we really appreciate everything all the help that we've gotten from you guys well that's our pleasure
2: Okay, so we talked about the patch and how the artistic element is one of the things about this rocket team experience that we might not think about at first glance. And another aspect that is one of my personal favorites is the marketing. This team does all their own marketing and social media for all of their competitions and events and the different things that they participate in across the academic year and spend a lot of their personal time gaining these skills. In addition to the design of the patch itself, they're making videos and sharing reels. They have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find them at UNCP Rocket Team, and we will link those accounts below in the show notes, of course, So listeners that are listening to this after we've recorded it before the competition, we will be able to go back and see the video from the launch that will get posted this week from Huntsville and shout out to those students who are doing that work as well, telling the stories as we've been saying, in addition to just living the stories. And we know, Stephen, that you have to go and find the students and figure out what your next move is today down in Huntsville. Thank you for being here with us. Before we let you go, though, what are some of the future plans for you, your dreams for the rocket team as we head into the summer and then into next year?
1: So one of the things that I want to do, and I, I get bumps when I think about this, what, what we're going to start building. Um, we're going to start building what I'm calling the university's rocket. It's not for competition. This is going to be, uh, right now, the design is 14 inches in diameter, 20 foot tall. And the plan is at some point in the next couple of years to take it out to the test range in Nevada. We're shooting for 300,000 feet. Um, So we're going to have cameras on it so that we can take pictures. We're going to actually see the curvature of the earth. You're going to see the thin layer of the atmosphere grading the black. So right now during the competition, the competition altitudes are usually between 4,000 and 6,000 feet. That's just so we have a chance to recover the rockets and we don't have people running all over everywhere. But there are hobbyists and there are ranges where there's unrestricted altitude. And so there's a range in Nevada where rocket enthusiasts who are really going for altitude will go. And the rockets routinely go up to 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 feet. And so we want to build one that do that, that will hit 300,000 feet, Uh, of course, it's going to be fully outfitted with cameras, recording devices. It's not just so that we can launch that high and say we did it. We want a rocket that we can use for recruiting efforts, that we can use as a technology demonstrator, just because we can.
0: (laughs) I would hope that when we launch that Uh, high altitude rocket that we can bring back some of the students that work with you over the years uh who have graduated and moved on to their professions maybe they can come back and be a part of that great experience as well
1: i don't know how i'm going to pay for it yet but i'm already looking for different grant proposals but i see the trip in my mind we may try to video and document the build process as we go through just to make a um like a recruiting video out of that so to document the experience. I think
0: one of those where building up the competition would really be interesting too. Are there any final thoughts that we want to share with our listeners before we wrap up this episode of 30 break Minutes?
1: So just keep your fingers crossed for blue skies, no winds, and safe landings. Absolutely, and I will be glued
0: to your live stream, uh, rooting the team on to success. Well, Stephen, it's been truly a pleasure to speak with you today from Huntsville, Alabama. Thank you for joining us while you're there working with our students on this important launch with NASA. We wish the team an incredible launch, and we'll be rooting for them from home.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Go Braves. We appreciate it. I'll let the team know as well, and hopefully we get off the pad tomorrow. I hope you will. Crossing all
2: our fingers and toes. Yes. Tell the team Thank we think you they're awesome.
1: All right, I will. You guys have a good day.
2: All right, bye bye. Bye This podcast was edited by Joanna Hussey and transcribed by Serena Maynard. And our theme music was created by UNCP Music Department alum Riley Morton. This content is copyrighted by the University of North Carolina at Pembroke and the College of Arts and Sciences. It is to be
0: used for educational and non-commercial purposes only and is not to be changed, altered, or used in any commercial endeavor without the express written permission of authorized representatives of UNCP. The views and opinions expressed by the individuals during the course of these discussions are their own and do not necessarily represent the views, opinions, and positions of UNCP or any of its subsidiary programs, schools, departments, or divisions. While reasonable efforts have been made to ensure that information discussed is current and accurate at the time of release, neither UNCP nor any individual presenting material makes any warranty that the information presented in the original recording has remained accurate due to advances in research, technology, or industry standards. Thanks for listening, and go Braves!